Hey there, before we jump into the show, I thought I'd let you know that not only do I have two three-month intensive courses for women in hard marriages and women who are separated or divorced, but did you know I also have like 15 other one-month courses? I do. I have courses for when you want to use your gifts to bring redemption, when you want to use your gifts of writing and communication, when you might be a bit bored with your life or you want to live more authentically, when you are engaged or about to remarry or you are adjusting to remarriage, uh, when you struggle with at least one kind of difficult relationship, if you're longing to feel closer to God, if you would give anything for a clean slate, if you find yourself struggling with overwhelm and anxiety, when your children have left the nest, when you're struggling to identify your own needs, and when you're longing for more healing in your heart and life. And oh my lands, they are only $20 each, which is kind of insane and the lowest they've ever been. I will put a link in the show notes for the list of topics and how to register. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it, B, because most of you have too, and C, because I believe that we have a God who wants us to be wise in our relationships. Today, I'm going to be sharing some thoughts about what to do when you think you have a toxic person in your life. Let's define toxic. So literally from the dictionary, poisonous, venomous, dangerous, destructive, harmful, unsafe, injurious. So that means technically that a toxic person is someone who is dangerous, destructive, harmful, unsafe, injurious. I think that when we think of a toxic person, we tend to think of someone who is abusive across the board, someone that everyone would agree is toxic someone who lies, who manipulates, who backstabs, who twists our words, who betrays our confidences, who says horrible things to us, who does horrible things to us, who says and does horrible things to everyone. And sure, that would be a toxic or abusive person for sure. But I've been thinking about this more lately. Um, Yes, some people are just plain destructive to themselves, and to most or all around them. And to those people, we are to be as kind as you would be to a stranger, but we set boundaries for our own good and for their own good, actually, in the love of Jesus. But it's not always black and white, is it? Because sometimes a person who feels or is quote-unquote toxic to you doesn't seem to be toxic to everyone or maybe even to anyone else, which can be really confusing. I kind of like to think of this as someone you're relationally or emotionally allergic to. Or sometimes a relationship um, that is typically smooth goes through a toxic season. Or sometimes the person who is being toxic, well, you can tell they have no idea that they are, that they're well-intentioned and just perhaps immature or going through a really hard thing, or whatever. Or sometimes the person is even a Christian who really loves Jesus and is trying. 
So my definition of a toxic person is someone who is more bad for you than good for you overall or for a season, either in that they are hurting you or bringing out the worst in you intentionally or unintentionally. So what do we do when we find ourselves with a toxic person in our lives? I believe the Bible lays out three simple, though really not easy, principles that we can follow. So the first one is this, speak the truth in love. From Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. So if you believe that sharing your heart with this person will help the situation, then prayerfully and respectfully do so once. Yeah, only once. Al-Anon says that saying the same thing more than once to someone is controlling and nagging. Al-Anon also points out that if sharing your heart with this person will hurt them or you, let me rephrase, harm them or you, perhaps don't do it. And if you think it will do no good whatsoever, perhaps because of history, you have evidence that pointing out truth to this person will not help, perhaps don't do it. So maybe do this step with a counselor or a coach instead to at least verbally get it out of your system. Second one is love, bless, pray. Jesus says in Luke 6, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Okay, first of all, I remember hearing back during my divorce, someone said something like, um, you're, you're treating him like an enemy. We don't have enemies. As Christians, we don't have enemies. Well, then why did Jesus give us explicit to-dos on how to handle the enemies we would have in our lives? Okay, so yeah, this is a tough one. The love, bless, pray um, three-parter. It's tough because you may just want to up and walk away altogether, which I totally get, but Jesus calls to something higher, calls us to something higher. So if you're able to do something kind for this person and, or pray for this person, even if it's just, please bless him or Lord, I give her to you. This is where I'm at in a certain situation. And I am at the place of praying blessings when this person comes to mind. Number three, detach with love. Matthew 10, 14 says, if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. I think we can forget that Jesus walked away sometimes. So say you've spoken your piece or you've decided it would do more harm than good, but you're at the very least praying for this person and things aren't changing and you are being hurt, it's okay for you to close the door. Maybe just for a season, maybe forever. Take that space to continue to pray and take that space to shore up your safe harbor, as one of my counselors told me once. Pour into the relationships in your life that feed and soothe your heart. 
If you could use some extra help with how to detach with love in any hard relationship, I will put a link in the show notes to a free webcast I did on this. Okay, but I want to pivot a little bit here. (laughs) I wish I didn't. Oh, but what if the toxic person is you? Yes, well-meaning, Jesus-loving, trying so hard you. It's okay. It's okay. It struck me, uh, I don't know, about 15 or so years ago that I actually might be someone's toxic person. In fact, I humbly proclaim that I am more than likely more than one person's quote-unquote toxic person. Now, do I set out every day to hurt others, even those who have hurt me? Absolutely not. I hate the idea of hurting anyone, even those who have hurt me. I'm a two on the Enneagram. I have a pleaser attachment style. Hurting someone with my words or actions is never something I have ever done on purpose. I hate knowing someone doesn't like me or is mad at me or that I have hurt someone with my words. I hate it. But the reality is, is that humans have rough edges and we all aren't called to be each other's best friends. And God made us all so different and there's sin and there's free will. And you mix all of that up and good intentions or not, we're just not all going to agree. We're just going to rub some people the wrong way. So what if it is you and you know it's you? A couple thoughts. First, own your part. Apologize for what you've done to hurt someone. Clearly. Don't say, but you did such and such first. And don't say, I'm sorry if you feel I hurt you. Or you can tell me what I allegedly did and I'll explain why I made the decisions I made. Pro tip, those aren't apologies. Say you're sorry. Say what you're sorry for and mean it. And do this only once. You do not need to apologize a gazillion times. And I'm saying this as a lifelong over-apologizer who is working on this as recently as uh, two days ago. Um, A sincere apology goes a really, really long way in a relationship. Okay. Another suggestion is to pray. Pray that they will forgive you and pray that you can feel forgiven and walk forward in it. Also give space. If they need space from you, it's okay. As awful as it may feel, it's not the end of the world. We are not created to be all filled up with the love of just one person. So use this time to be with other people in your life who love you for you. And living amends. This is a lovely concept from recovery. Use this time, this time of space that the other person may need, or maybe even the ending of a relationship. Use this to prod you to try to work on the things that you did that hurt the person. You may not be able to fix or erase what you've done with that person, but you sure can work on changing your thoughts, words, actions, and prayers with the other people in your life as you move forward. And lastly, girls, let's be so very grateful that Jesus doesn't have a toxic bone in his body and that we can and should go to him every day to be filled up with his perfect love. Okay, I'm going to post a link in the show notes for where you can find a therapist. 
along with links to a few of my courses to help you go deeper on all of this, along with a couple really great books, one by Gary Thomas called When to Walk Away, and I'm sure you've all heard of this one, Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And as always, if you liked this episode, you can share it with a friend. You can subscribe to this podcast, support it financially, rate it or review it if you like it. All of those things mean so much to me. So sweet ones, all that to say, no matter the state of your relationships, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.